0: God through all of this. Now, if you were here Wednesday night, or if you uh, joined us Wednesday night for dive, we talked about how Scripture sh- showed us. As a matter of fact, look, look with me at, at uh, 2 Corinthians three fourteen and fifteen. But we talked about how people have blinders on, all right, blinders, and they the blinders Satan used the blinders to 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 keep them from seeing the truth of the Word of God. Now we use this Scripture a lot for salvation, but guys, this. This, this, ver- this can be used for a lot of people. Verse 14, it says, But the people's minds were hardened. And to this day, whenever the old covenant is being read, the same veil covers their minds so they cannot understand the truth. And this veil can only be removed by believing in Christ. Verse 15, yes, even today when they read Moses' writings, their hearts are covered with that veil and they do not understand. So what they're saying here is when they read the Bible, the Word of God, their hearts are covered, that veil. The enemy is using that veil to stop them from seeing the truth. Guys, you can have Christ as your Lord and Savior but still have a veil right there keeping you from seeing the truth of the Word. Now the enemy will give you Jesus but he wants to keep you where you deceive where you can't understand and believe in a state of unbelief where you don't see the truth in the Word of God because if you don't see the truth in the Word you'll go to heaven but as you live and walk on the streets of this earth you will not walk victorious over him. See, he wants to keep that veil before you. Ooh, guys! You know, as 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 I think about this, I just want to make a confession. that 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 veil may be there. And that veil may be across anybody's eyes. If there's anybody out there and you're in a state with confusion or doubt or unbelief, I believe God right now. And I declare that in the name of Jesus, that veil will be torn. Eyes will be opened. Ears will be ready to receive. And hearts will be ready to receive the word that's coming through your television or your computer or your phone. Glory to God. Because listen... If that's you, take hold of that confession and remove that veil and allow the truth to come in. Allow the Holy Spirit to bring that life, bring those words to you, bring them to make them a reality inside of you, guys. Hold on to that. Hold on to that because, listen, we are in a day where times are hard. And times are probably going to get more difficult as we go forth. So you, this should be an eye-opener. This whole experience should be an eye-opener for us. we got to get ourselves back on track with God. we got to get God back into our lives in a lot of situations, right? In a lot of areas, all right? Amen. So you, listen, you got to remove that veil and allow the truth of this Word to come in there and allow God to lead you, guide you to that perfect plan that He has for you because He's got a plan for everybody. I don't care who you are. Right, you just got to expect him to do it by faith, Amen. And listen, I saw so many Christians. I still see, them walk, struggling to walk in faith. And one that really sets home was I had a customer, and, and he was he literally broke down in tears, and and he told me he said uh, he said I've 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 been in church his whole life. He's, he was a he was a, a deacon in his church, and I won't call the name because he lives he lives pretty close to here. And a pretty big church, a couple thousand members, and he's been in part of this church for years. And, and, and he just told me, he said, he said I, don't, I realize I don't know what it means to walk in faith. And, and he was struggling. He was struggling. He didn't know, and I, I just looked at it, and he was tears tearing up in his eyes because he had never been tested in his faith. And this gentleman, he was very secure financially. His family had a business that rolled over to him. All he had to do was live life and keep the books balanced and, 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 and everything, keep the business operating. And so he had never really been in a position where he was tested, really. And, but he was comfortable because he could control the whole environment. But now he was in a position where his back was against the wall. And he's in, the, he's in the minority of the few people that, that, that are really susceptible to this virus. And, and fear was taken over him. And he realized through all that he had learned, through everything, he didn't know what it meant to walk by faith, to walk in faith in God. And he's of a Methodist, Methodist denomination. So, so he, he didn't know what it meant. He, he, and he looked at me and he, was, and he was tearing up and he was like, I'm scared. And my heart was seriously breaking. And, it, and it, really, it really made me want to... And I shared a lot of what I'm going to share with you today. That was a lot of the inspiration for this message, right? Because there's a lot of people that sit in our churches, that sit next to you at work or work with you or friends neighbors, whatever, a lot of people can easily say, yes, praise God, I have faith. I'm, I believe in God for everything. It's going to be good. We're going to be victorious. And it, it's so easy to do that when everything's going really good in our lives, right? Everything's going good. Everything's happy-go-lucky and all of that. But see, the very minute that the pressures of life are the tests, are the struggle, are the problem, or anything, whatever you want to call it, when those pressures start to be applied, see what comes out of you is what you really believe. What you really believe. I'll never forget, I, was, I had a friend of mine, and, and he was new to, to Christ, and he worked for me. And so he was learning a lot. And, uh, and he was really doing good and, and growing some spiritually, but he still had some of his ways of the world in him. And I was helping him. We were building a deck, and I'll never forget it. I was helping him and he's hammering this was, we didn't have a nail gun so he's hammering and he's talking and hammering and I'm over here and doing my thing and that hammer meets his thumb full speed and the words that come out of his mouth and he knew after he got through saying them he looked at me and I looked at him and he, I clearly asked him I said so what do you believe and he said uh no comment <laughs> but listen when the pressures of life are applied to you, the words that come out of your mouth, that's what you truly believe. You can't stay in a gray area on that. What you really believe, are you going to speak the circumstances? Are you going to speak the answer, the solution? Or the, according to the armor of God, the, what is our weapon? It is the sword of the Spirit. The sword of the Spirit is the word of God. So the word is our weapon. You've got to learn to use it. Speak the word when the pressure is applied. Don't speak the circumstances, right? And if you hear a lot of Christians talking right now, you hear that they're speaking their lack of faith. So many people are talking about how I got to get food, I've got to do this, I got to. What if I do this? Don't you know? What if I go here? What if I go do that? They're afraid, and the, and what they're speaking is they're speaking the circumstances of the of the of the pandemic of the virus, and 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 they're, they're not speaking the word of God. Amen. Now. We're calling this faith busters, and I'm, I'm going to talk about some things that, that hinder your faith. But first, and, and you guys can remember this, I did, a, I did a study. It was called Simply Faith. I think that was four, maybe five weeks. And, and if you're viewing this for the first time and you have some questions on faith, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to those podcasts, right? And if you're a church member... And you're sitting out there and you're watching this and you've got some questions. You're not really sure about some things. And, and listen, go back and listen to those podcasts. That's very important. Those podcasts are meant for you to listen to over and over to keep you built up. Amen. But I, did a, I broke that down, faith, I broke it down as simple as possible. And very clearly, Scripture says, Romans 12, 3, we all have faith. Romans 12, 3, it says, For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God had dealt to every man a measure of faith. All right? So we've all got faith. And faith is just simply believing God's Word. It's it's living your life based on the fact that this Word is true. That's faith. Faith in God. That's how God created us. He wanted us to have faith in Him. Not the circumstances that go on around us, right? Because He's the one that created us. He's the one that has a plan for us. He's the one that said in His Word He's going to provide for us. He's going to make a way for us, right? So our faith needs to be in Him. Now, according to Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is the substance of things to come. So things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, and you go on down to verse 6, and it clearly says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we're going to live our life based on faith, not based on our circumstances. Now, the, the big question is if we all have faith, all right, and everybody does, we just determined that. If we all faith, have faith, why is it that some people can go through a pandemic like this, go through a, a, a virus that's, 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 that's scaring the whole world, how can some people go through that and walk in peace, walk in joy, and then you have some people that can't do it. Why, is it, why is it? why is it different if we all have faith and we have to use our faith to get through this situation? And that's a good question. It's a good question. And the simple answer is this. It's not a lack of faith. That's not the issue. It's an issue of not having developed faith. So in other words, you've got undeveloped faith. And you'll not, it's not, you can ask yourself a simple question of, to understand where you are in this point. If you're sitting at home and you have Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you're trusting Him, you're believing Him, but you're in a state where you're just on that edge of anxiousness, you're on that edge of worry. Guys, you're going to want to take some notes today because the things that I'm going to tell you, if you'll learn to understand them, you'll learn to study them out, glory to God, you won't have any worry, any doubt, or any unbelief come in your life and your faith will be so built up, so pumped up that you are going to come out of the house when they lift this quarantine, ready to do battle and ready to believe God and to walk into everything that He has for you. You're going to be a machine and it's very important that you do this, guys. Because this is just a taste of the things to come. And if you can't get through this with the, f- the faith that you have, you better develop it because there are some things coming. There are some things coming. Amen? Now, Romans 10, 17. So it's not a matter of faith. It's a matter of undeveloped faith. All right? Romans ten seventeen tells us that faith cometh by hearing and by hearing the word of God. Now, you've got to develop your faith. So the magic question is, how did you develop your faith? And you do that by feeding on the Word of God. Now, feeding on the Word of God, that means reading your Word. And you know every week I do a plug for reading your Word. Some kind of way in there I'm going to talk about reading your Word because it's very important, right? You see, it it helps cultivate your relationship with God. God leads His people through His Word, right? And also, now you see that it develops and builds up your faith, which is so very important for your life. You have to have that, right? So listen, you've got to develop your faith. Now let me just say this, very clear. God's not going to develop your faith. God has given us all the same measure of faith. He's done. You have it. Now, you have to do something with it, right? Just like Paul said, I keep my body under, which means I take control of my body. I don't allow this flesh to lead me in this life, right? Because this thing will take you down some dark roads, right? You've got to do that. You've got to take control. And see, the problem with today is so many people don't want to take control of their Christian walk, their life, their Christian life. And guys, it's not all the pastor's job. And it's not all about just saying a simple prayer. You've got some skin in the game. You've got some work to do. Take the time to do it, all right? Feed on the Word. Feed on the Word. And listen, faith will always grow as you understand God's Word. And those, I can remember when I learned this, and I'll never forget. When I started realizing this, it, it made me, I become a sponge when I would pick up the Bible because I realized what it was doing, and then I would just read, and I would start reading. And before you know it, I would be reading for an hour, hour and a half, and I'm just reading, reading, and I didn't even realize it. And the words would be just to be jumping off the page. The Holy Spirit would be bringing revelation one after another. It was exciting. I love it. And I'd love it today. But listen, your faith will always grow from an understanding of God's Word. Now remember, you're you're going to be bold about what you know, so knowledge brings boldness, right? So let me tell you this. If your faith isn't growing, and only you know if your faith isn't growing, because if you're the one sitting at home anxious, scared, worrying, doubt, unbelief, your faith isn't growing. Well, if your faith isn't growing then your understanding of God's word isn't growing. Amen? Not poking any, any fun at anybody. That's just the simple truth. See, if you don't develop your measure of faith, if you don't develop it, now you're still going to heaven, all right? But if you, and it's funny, you accept salvation by faith, but listen, if you don't develop your measure of faith, the next time something comes along, hard times come, troubles come, tests come, Everything, problems come. This is just a broken world. Things happen. The next time it comes, your faith is going to remain weak. So you want to build it up. You want to stay pumped up, right? Let me show you something. 1 Timothy 6.12. 1 Timothy 6.12. I'm going to read this out of the King James. It says, fight the good fight of faith. Paul's talking here. It says, Lay hold on eternal life whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. All right, listen. Let me let you know something. The only fight that Christians have to fight is the good fight of faith. Right? I mean, let's let's just break it down and make it simple. Jesus kicked Satan's butt right there at the cross. Let's just make it simple. That's what happened. All right, and you've got to understand that. That's what happened. Right there. So our fight is not physically fighting Him. Our fight is to stay in faith in our Heavenly Father. Because you have a master deceiver that wants to pull you out of staying in faith in your Heavenly Father, right? But Satan, he's defeated. That's why you hear people say, he's defeated. He's under our feet. Because he, Jesus, paid, he defeated him. He went to hell. He, fe- he defeated him. But he didn't stay there. He rose again victorious. Just like the song said, he rose again. and Guys, he did that for us. So you didn't have to. Glory to God. Listen, we're at a place in our time, in this very society we live in, where we need to get to a point in our lives where that you can understand the price that was paid for you, understand how valuable you are, understand that you have faith, given to you from God that will get you through anything this world can throw at you. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have hard times, bumps in the road, but you have the solution that will get you through it, and it's called faith. You have that measure of faith. You need to get to a place where you can develop it. You develop it, and you do that by feeding on the Word of God, right? And then when you feed on the Word, you're developing your faith, and you're allowing yourself to become built up. So that you can go and fight the good fight of faith. See, when you got the word of God at you, and this world throws something crazy at you, or even Satan throws something crazy at you, whatever happens, when all of that's coming at you, you've got to make a choice. How are you going to respond? Are you going to respond from the circumstances that are before you? Or are you going to respond with your weapon? Respond from the word of God. Amen? So you've got to make that choice. And so if you're going to fight the good fight of faith, you're not going to allow circumstances to put words in your mouth. You're going to allow your faith to put words in your mouth. And you're going to speak those words. And you're going to walk in victory. You're going to walk in boldness of knowing who you are and what you have that that have been given to you as a right, as a believer from the Word of God. Amen. And listen, notice it says it's a fight. And that, this leads me to where I'm at today. If it's a fight, then it's safe for us to assume that there's an enemy to faith. All right? So, I mean, if there weren't any enemies, it wouldn't be a fight, right? So I'm going to talk about some of these hindrances, enemies, or, or some of the biggest ones. And I'm, I'm going to get to them as quick as I can for the sake of time. Right, but this is very important, guys. Very. If you're one of the, if you're a person that you know, I don't, I, I'm not pointing a finger at anybody. You know if this is you. But if you're sitting at home, and you're struggling, getting to a place of peace through this, through this, through this virus and through this, the whole situation. If you're struggling, then this you need to really listen today, and you need to really take the time to study these out and to and to because this will get you to a place where you can sit with a smile on your face through anything, anything. It don't mean that it's not going to be perfect and, and you're not going to have bumps and hard times, but you can put a smile on your face because you know some stuff. You have knowledge that's giving you boldness and giving you confidence. Amen? So now, let's go after this thing. Now, 2 Corinthians 5.17. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, we've heard this verse many times as I've been talking about the spirit, soul, and body because it's your spirit man on the inside that becomes a new creature when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, right? Well, the first hindrance, guys, the first hindrance to your faith is the lack of understanding what it means to be a new creation, to be a new creature, right, in Christ, And and it's very interesting, most people, most Christians, and all the way across denominational lines and everything, most people believe and they, they think of the sacrifice that Jesus made, they think of it only as a sacrifice to pay for our sins, right? And that's important, that's important, right? Because thank God he did that because we are unworthy, we are all sinners and we had to have that, right? But that's not the only reason Jesus died. That wasn't it. You see, God didn't just forgive us of our sins. See, we just read He gave us a new nature in Christ. And so you've got to understand that. You have a new nature. So if you got a new nature, then you had an old nature before you accepted Jesus. And that old nature would be of this world or of the devil, right? You had the devil's nature. But God replaced that. He replaced that. Woo, glory to God. And see, that new nature... That's what gets you to heaven. And not only gets you in heaven, that's what gets you to, that entitles you and keeps you connected to God and connected to the benefits that are yours as a child of God. Because you have benefits, right? There are perks to being a child of God, amen? Romans 8, 17 tells us that. It says, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. Listen, you are joint heirs with Christ. You know what that means? That means you have an inheritance. What was Jesus is yours. It's yours. Listen, you've got to understand it and walk in the light of that. Right? You've got to understand. You are a new creature. New creation. New creature. Right? Listen, when you... When you understand and you know what you possess, when you know what's yours because of the price that was paid, because of the inheritance that was in Christ, and then when you understand, this is important. When you understand who you are in Christ, see that's when you can stand confidently and bold. Right? That's how that gives you because that boldness comes from not. Right? And knowledge from the Word of God. You, you know you're bold about what you know. If I ask any of you specific questions about your career, or your, your career field, or, or your job, you know your job. Now, if I tell you to do it some other way, you're probably, you may argue with me a little bit. Why? Because you know it. You're going to be bold about it. No, I know how to do my job. Don't tell me. I've been doing it 20 years. I know. See, you've got to have that same boldness in God, same boldness in your faith, same boldness in the Word. Amen. Glory to God. And it starts by understanding that you are a new creation. You're a new creation created by God, and you have His very nature on the inside of us, and you are joint heirs with Christ. So that means you have an inheritance. What's His is yours, right? I mean, think about it. If it was only about forgiveness of sins, we'd all still go to hell. Why? Because you would still have the nature of the devil on the inside of you, right? So you had to get a new nature. God's pretty smart. He's pretty smart. He thought of everything. But you've got to learn. Listen, Brother Hagen used to always say that, that people, people would always ask, why is it that they accepted, somebody accepted Christ on Sunday, and then the following week they were still walking around in some of the sin they were still living in? There was no change in them. And it's because that person hasn't chosen to walk in the light of the change that happened in them. Right? So you've got to choose to walk in the light of the new nature that you have. Amen. Don't let the old nature dominate you. Don't let the old nature control you. Amen. All right. Let me get it. let's let's keep going. The second big thing that will hinder your faith, and this is kind of goes along line with that, but you guys take these to heart now, is you gotta understand your place in Christ. Guys, this is a biggie. And especially in our world we live in. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm going to say this very carefully because I don't want to offend anybody or make anybody upset. But we are such a heavily medicated nation, medicated world. And I, I speak from experience from that because I saw what my mother went through. You know, I can remember her taking about 23 pills a day to dealing with, with problems she had. She had a lot of health issues, right? But listen, when you understand who you are and you understand uh, uh, what, what is yours in this word, that when you get a revelation of that, then that gives you confidence to stand against anything and that may come against you. And you're not going to need medication to fill a void that you can get filled by Jesus Christ. All right? Now, but first you've got to understand who you are in Christ. Now, there's a lot of people walking around in a lot of insecurities right now. People are uh, I, I had a guy that was doing a job for me and, and he was having some depression issues. And I could see it. I mean, he'd show up to work and, to, and and he'd be happy for a minute and then all of a sudden he'd be on the rock bottom. And he was having some issues. And I tried to talk to him about it. And he said, well, I'm going to the doctor. I'm going to get another. I've, I've been taking this medicine for so and so long. I, I'm, going to get another, I'm going to get another pill. Guys, listen. Would you know who you are? and you understand the price that was paid for you, you cannot help but understand your value. Because you see, it's a slap in the face to God to walk around this earth. I'm just a worthless piece of trash. I'm just taking up space. When you, don't, when you, when you understand the price that paid for he paid for you. He loved you so much. He saw you in your unworthy state because all of us were unworthy, but he didn't care. He loved you so much that he sent his only son to die an, 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 a horrible death for you. And then for us to go back and say, I'm just a worthy piece of garbage. I have no value. That's a slap in the face. Because you've got to understand who you are. You are valuable. I don't care who you are. I don't care what's come against you. I don't care how much money you have in the bank or how many cars you have in the driveway. You are valuable. God created you with a purpose. He has a plan for you. Only you can do it. Take hold of the challenge Walk boldly and confidently in who you are as Christ. Because, see, money doesn't make you everything. Understand who you are and walk in that boldness. But listen, if there were so many people understanding who they were in Christ, we wouldn't have so many people walking in defeat in this earth, right? So I'm going to tell you a simple thing that you need to do. And I encourage you to do this every day. I did this for a while because I had to overcome some things. You may have to overcome some things. I encourage you, do what I'm fixing to tell you every day, all right? And this is so simple, so listen to me, but it's very beneficial to your faith. And I've told you this before, but I'm going to really drive it home today, and that is every Christian should take the time, here we go again, take the time, you're going to have to take some time, guys, and sit down at home and go through the New Testament. Go through the New Testament, mostly in the epistles, and write down all of the scriptures that say in Christ or in him. Now, after you write them down, and you, you, you won't have to write them all down. I think there's like 340-something of them, something like that. But you write them down. But after you write them down, get you 10 of them. Do 10 a week. I don't know. Write them down. But do it every day. After you write them down, begin to confess them. People ask all the time, what are the promises for me? These are the promises. Begin to confess them. This is who I am in Christ. This is what I have in Christ. You confess them over your life. And you do this repeatedly, day after day. And what it does, it begins to build you up. That confidence level begins to rise. That boldness begins to rise, right? You're encouraging. You're speaking the word over your life, right? And listen, if you take the time to do this you will learn just how easy it is to stand in faith. Now, why is that? It's because you get a clear, clear understanding, clear revelation of who you are, how valuable you are, right? The world may say that I'm going to struggle with depression, but the Word says that I am healed. Choose to speak the Word. Choose to have faith in the Word, right? But you have a clear understanding of who you are in Christ. And when you have that understanding comes knowledge, right? And that knowledge brings boldness and confidence, amen, glory to God now all right let's get going. I see the clock number three, the third hindrance to your faith the third thing that'll, that'll that'll stop your faith from working is is not understanding righteousness now this guys you if you have accepted Christ and asked forgiveness for your sins, you are righteous righteous and The reason I I put this in there is because so many people are hung up on past mistakes. So so many, and listen, we've all got them. Past mistakes, screw-ups, hang-ups, whatever you want to call call them. So many people are hung up there. They stay there. They're allowing them to define where they're going. They're allowing them to define who they're going to be. And I see see this constantly. But 2 Corinthians 5, 21 says, For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Guys, you have received forgiveness for your sins. You have been made righteous. The blood of Jesus didn't just cover our sins. It cleansed us from all of that. And when you accepted Christ, you became a new creature, new creation. Listen, God doesn't make unrighteous things a new creature, does He? No. So you're a new creature. You accepted Jesus. Now He who has been made righteous. You have put in a right standing with your heavenly Father. You've got to understand it. And always remember, you are a son or a daughter of God. You stand in God's presence because we belong there. That's why He, want, he created us for fellowship. He created you for fellowship. Are you fellowshipping with Him? Amen? Listen, when you get born again, I'm paraphrasing, but God said through His Word, He said, I will not remember your sins. I won't remember your transgressions, whatever you want to call it. And then if He's not remembering it, guys, why are we? Don't get hung up on that. You've been made righteous. First John 1, 9, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Listen, don't let your past mistakes hold you down. Listen, you have been made righteous. If you've asked for forgiveness, they are wiped away, they are clean, the slate is clean for you to get started on, and you've been made righteous, put in a right place, right standing with your Heavenly Father. Take hold of that and understand. All of this added together builds up that boldness and that confidence that's going to help you stand in faith when the problems of this world hit you. Amen? And they're going to come. They're going to come. That's not prophetic. That's just the fact. All right. Now, the next hindrance, and this one I, <clears throat> we just don't see a lot of today, and I put this in there because we should, All right? And the next big hindrance to your faith is people not understanding that they have the right to use Jesus' name, right? There's power in that name. Power in that name. That's why when 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 we pray for you, we lay hands on you, we always pray in Jesus' name. See, when you use the name of Jesus, demons and devils, they can't stay there. They have to go. They have to flee. Resist and he will flee. See, when you know what that name will do for you, you will always overcome. Mark 16, verse 17 and 18. It says, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. Verse 18. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Listen, every believer has the, the authority. You've been given the authority through the price that was paid for you. It's like when you hear me say that I pray in the authority of the word that was given to me. You have that authority to use the name of Jesus. Listen, when you need to pray for somebody, you lay hands on them and you pray. That sickness be gone in Jesus' name. when, When you need the veil removed from your eyes, you pray and you declare it and you confess it in Jesus' name. Use that name. It's been given to us. Use it just as the scriptures say, and people will walk in healing, all right? It will change things in your life. Use that name. Use that name. Just start using it. Amen? Now, the next hindrance, or the next things that will slump your faith or stop your faith, is not understanding how to act on the Word of God. Act on the Word of God. And this is very simple, guys. Most people use this right here, your Bible, and, and they live their life like this is a rule book, right? They're reading through, I've got to see what the rules are, because that's not, that's not what this is this is an operations manual for your life. This is a word that God uses to lead you and and to guide you and to give you some direction. Listen, guys, we got to learn, if you're going to walk by faith, and faith is what God wants you to live by, faith in Him, and if you're going to learn, then you got to learn to not treat this as a rule book, but treat this as though it is what it is, the Word of God, and then act on the Word of God, right? Act like the Word is true if the Word says it. It's true. Bless God if the Word says He'll provide for you. Praise God. And the grocery shelves look like they're getting empty. Well, you just praise God. Thank Him that if manna has to fall from the sky, by faith, God will provide for me. you got to have that confidence, that boldness. Because He will. He will. He's your Heavenly Father. He loves you. He wants to see you succeed. He has a plan for you. A plan for you that that has to do with other people and their life in eternity. Right? So He's going to provide wherever He's guided you to. Amen? But listen, if God's Word says it, then learn to act on it. See, that action on the Word, that's faith. Right? When when you have a pain coming in your shoulder when you get up in the morning, how are you going to respond? Are you going to, oh, I'm dying? Or are you going to speak the Word? By his stripes you were healed. No sickness can come on this body. I stand boldly and confidently as a child, a son and daughter of God. Who I am. I understand who I am. Satan, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. You get out of this body and I command you to leave now. That's how you respond. And then you walk. You walk as if the pain, it may not go away instantly, but you walk as if it's done. That's faith. That's faith. Amen. Now... I'm to, this will be the last one, just for the sake of time. All right. The the sixth thing that's, that'll stop, that'll stop your faith, and this is so important, guys. And we talked, I touched on a little bit with, with a minute ago, but is understand the importance of your confession of faith. What's coming out of your mouth? Your faith is always, always going to be in line with your confession. You can't play games with God. You can't pretend and and be in gray areas and still give God a little bit of time because you can pretend for a while, but when the pressures are come, when there's a virus that can kill everybody around you and the pressures start coming, the words that come out of your mouth is what you truly believe. And you can't pretend through an environment like that, right? So you've got to be all in. And you've got to understand that your faith is going to be in line with the words that you speak because what you speak is what you truly believe. Hebrews 4, verse 14 says, So then, since we have the great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, which is the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. Hold firmly to what we believe. Con- your confession of faith, that's what you believe. What are you confessing? Hold fast to that confession. What are you speaking over your situation? Are you speaking the circumstances that are around you? Now, now are you speaking the word? Are you speaking the problem? Are you speaking the solution? See, now, don't misunderstand me now and say, well, pastor said that we just have to ignore the problem of the circumstances around it. That's not what I'm saying. I've told you guys since the beginning of this church, there's a balance to everything. You can get too far off to the right or too far off to the right or off to the left. You've got to stay in the middle of the road. Yes, you deal with your circumstances with your natural strength. You do everything you can, but you still walk boldly and confidently in knowing that when you're done and you've done all you can do, God's got this, and you give it to Him, you rest confidently and boldly in that, He's got this, He's got it, and He'll lead you to do something else to deal with the circumstances, right? He may not immediately take it away, but He'll lead you to take a step of the next thing that you need to do. Listen, you've got to think about what it is that you're confessing, right? Are you speaking the problem or are you speaking the solution? See, circumstances may say that, that death is inevitable, that death is going to happen. The, the, this sickness is going to take you out. Every, all of this is coming together. You're going to be doomed. But yet the Word of God says, by His stripes you were healed past tense. He paid the price for that. Now, you've got to respond one way. You've got a decision you've got to make. When this is time, whatever's happening is trying to take you out, all right, I can give up and I can go down this road. And just give up and die. Or I'm not going to respond. I'm going to be bold and confident and fight this out. And I'm going to stand on the word of God. I'm going to confess it a hundred times a day. I'm going to stand against anything the enemy brings at me. And I'm going to fight this thing out until I walk in victory. That's how you need to learn to respond. Amen. Now let me call the band up. And I'll close with this. I'll never forget uh, Brother Hagen shared a story that just always has set really good with me and this was probably back in the 50s or 60s when he was in Texas and he went to a church and he was ministering there for three or four days and the pastor said hey can you pray with our youth pastor they're trying to have kids they're having trouble and the doctors say they won't have kids and I'll never forget this and so Brother Hagen said yeah I'll pay for them so after the service they met and met with the, the with the pastors and um he talked with them a minute, and they were telling him the, the situation from the doctor's report and all of that. And he said, well, I'm going to pray for you, but here's what, what I'm going to do. He said, well, "I want something. I want you to do something for me. He said, I want you to stop speaking the circumstances. And I want you to start speaking the Word of God. Now, they had to make a decision right then and there. How are they going to handle this? All right? Are they going to continue to talk about how bad the situation was? Continue to talk about how the doctors say they'll never have children? Or are they going to do what he said and speak the word? Well, they determined right then and there, after he prayed for them, that they were going to speak the word. They were going to declare it. They were going to do what they had to do in the natural, but they were going to stand firm on the word of God. And about a year later, Brother Hagen got a letter. This was back when we sent the letters, guys. I'm going to show you how long ago it was. He got a letter in the mail. And a year later, they had a baby boy. Now, that was a praise, praise report right there. That's why they were letting him know. But you see, the difference was they began to speak the word. And not only speak the word, they began to act on the word. In other words, where, where, where the doctor said that her body was dying from the inside and they couldn't have children, she would speak, No, God has breathed life into me. I will walk in the healing that has come from the blood that was shed on that cross. She would confess that literally, literally, time after time after time. Every time she started feeling the pressures come, she would begin to confess that to bring herself back up, to get her little self more encouraged. A year later, they had a baby. Doctors said it never would happen. But what was the change? Their confession and them acting on the Word of God in faith. Amen. Faith will always be measured by your confession. Always what you speak is what you believe. In this pandemic, guys, this should have opened our eyes. It should be opening a lot of people's eyes because and make us realize we can't do this alone. We can, we can't accomplish. We can't overcome this alone. We We need God back in our lives. We need God back in our nation. We need God back in our schools. We need God back in our jobs because you know what? It's going to take our faith in our Heavenly Father to get through this and to get through anything that comes in the future. We need to open our eyes, guys. We need God to get back. We need people to get elected in office that will put God back. See, we've taken God too far. We've taken Him out. We've tried to take Him out of everything. But we need to get Him back. I hope your eyes have been opened, right? And you've got to learn to have faith. Faith in God. That's, what, that's how, that's how see, God set a bunch of systems up for us to connect to. And that's it. He to Him by faith. Faith. Now, I want to encourage you. Take what I've told you today. Take it to heart. Study it. Because you can take each one of those and you can study it out pretty intense, right? And I want to encourage you, take the time to get in the Word. Find out who you are. Find out what you have in Christ, right? And then begin to confess that. Confess it. I don't care if you have to confess it a thousand times a day. Confess it. Because you see, when you confess it, that's when it becomes a reality in your life. That, that confessing it and we believe in it, that's faith. And that's when that's that step of faith. And that's when it becomes a reality. Amen? And hold fast to that confession. And then go and fight the good fight of faith.